0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This
1: is the Chris Salcedo Show. We'll get into some other uh, other issues of import uh, coming off Obamacare. Now we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening abroad. Because just because we're having all of these political discussions here at home and the Democrats can't handle a, a Trump victory doesn't mean that the, the world is getting any safer. Let's talk about it with a trusted uh, individual here on the Chris Salcedo Show, Major General Paul Vallely, U.S. Army retired, Chairman of Stand Up America, and one of the many spokespersons for the Special Operations opsEC Education Fund. General Vallely served in Vietnam, retired in 1993 as Deputy Commanding General Pacific Command. General, it's been a long time, sir. Thank you for being back here on the Chris Salcedo Show.
0: For the kind invitation, again.
1: All right, well, sir, uh, let's 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 get moving on uh, North Korea. Now, look. Everybody that's been giving me and, 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 and I've been talking to off the air and, and watching on television said that basically no good options here in North Korea. If worse comes to worse,
0: what can
1: we do?
0: Well, uh, we've had plans regarding North Korea for over five decades now, working with uh, the South Korean forces and bolstering the, their strength. So you have uh, basically uh, a, a shroud around North Korea in terms of our Seventh Fleet, uh, our Air Forces, the South Korean and Japanese Armed Forces. uh, And uh, we have a tremendous intelligence capability that we watch everything that goes on in North Korea, 24 hours a day. So if they heat up a rocket, it goes hot, we can watch it. Uh, So uh, we're in a very good position uh, to keep uh, or tamp down, hopefully, uh, North Korea and their ambitions. And then continue to try to move China uh, forward to do uh, the required actions to uh, uh, keep North Korea under control in regards to the ballistic missiles, nuclear development program. So we have a number of options out there, and uh, uh, of course, times the worse. Uh, you know, we'll know uh, if they're going to launch or if they do launch. We have an anti-missile capability. We have nuclear and uh, non-nuclear weapon, conventional capability from our fleet and from the armed forces of the US and South Korea as well as uh, the South Korean armed forces.
1: Right. It's it's common knowledge that the United States of America has the potential to completely annihilate North Korea and that's not been the yeah. issue. It's been their conventional capability aimed at our allies in Seoul mm-hmm. in in South Korea. Mm-hmm. My question to you is right. do we have intelligence that's good enough and targeting systems that are sophisticated enough to target those conventional weapon platforms, I'm talking about the major, those huge guns that fire those massive shells that could, could lay waste to Seoul, 30 miles away from the DMZ. Do we have the ability to take out those positions simultaneously?
0: Well, what comes in place uh, first, Chris, is the intelligence and the accuracy uh, of that intelligence. Now, South Korea does have intel agents in North Korea, okay? Okay. Uh, we have the satellite capability. Uh, we can look down, see down, and watch as they move. They've placed a lot of things, of course, underground. Uh, but uh, there's a vigilant, uh, uh, I would say, analysis each day in the command centers in South Korea that track anything that moves. Uh, so I would say 90% of the targets are in the database, so if we get any indications from the intel agents in North Korea that they're going to conduct a launch uh, against South Korea, they may get a few leakers off initially, uh, but certainly w- within an hour we would retaliate with uh, overwhelming um, offensive capability against North Korea we hope that won't happen but we have the capability to do that
1: our guest is the former deputy commanding general of Pacific Command Major General Paul Vallely. let's switch to to Isis uh, it seems the news accounts are detailing victory after victory after victory and and many are saying it's because it's there's been a change at the top we finally have a pro-american president who is willing to win um, is that your assessment?
0: Yes, and uh, as uh, President Trump uh, outlined, you know, prior to uh, uh, his uh, election as the president, said we would uh, basically neutralize and destroy ISIS in the Levant, uh, primarily talking about uh, Syria uh, and Iraq. Uh, when I was in Moscow two months ago, I was the U.S. representative to speak there on the Middle East. We had 12 but uh, Arab nations there, including Egypt, uh, including UAE, Saudi Arabia, and so on. And we pretty much came to the agreement, even from the Arab nations, that uh, ISIS would be terminated by the end of this year, uh, as far as a uh, organization that occupies Raqqa and Mosul, and both of those uh, major cities now are pretty much near the end. Even ISIS members, Chris, are trying to find a way to get the heck out of there. Nobody will take them. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So it's a they want to. want to leave. <laughs> Things aren't going well for them.
1: Yeah. Well, so, and again, a, a, ch- a change in mindset at the top, I think, is uh, was key. As a matter of fact, when you've got uh, uh, individuals who are who are uh, pundits over on NBC saying that this kind of stuff would never have happened under under Obama, meaning these victories, uh, it says something. Uh, let's turn to Russia. And I look, this whole thing with the intelligence and the interfering with the elections and and, and all that kind of stuff is is a separate discussion. But I am concerned about their military prowess, which my understanding is we we best them in almost every category. And I have long advocated for even when Obama was in office, a military response to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. What is your take on that? militarily speaking, uh, and w- with the knowledge, I think we all understand that, that Russia doesn't want a real conflict with the United States. They just want to be a pain in our butts. So what would, how would an engagement like that go as far as you're concerned, uh, with, with us forces pushing back perhaps Russia out of Ukraine?
0: Well, first of all, uh, Chris, we got to deal with today and tomorrow. We can do nothing about yesterday. Uh, only learn from it. Uh, and, uh, on the other hand, when after visiting Moscow several months ago, uh, the Russians really want to work with us. They're not as bad and evil as many people would think they are. Um, and so uh, I think uh, uh, Secretary Tillerson and Trump realize we're not going to get anything solved in the Middle East and some other areas unless we work with Russia, just as we've done. Russia's never attacked the United States, when you think about it. And they have their reasons when you look through their eyes of why they went into a very corrupt Ukraine uh, and they wanted to take the naval base back uh, in Crimea. And so they had their reasons for doing this, just as we had reasons for going into Iraq, into other areas of the Middle East, as we've done, being very provocative. So um, I think we have to have the mindset to move forward here and Putin, Russia will do what they want to do and need to do, just as we should be doing in other countries. doesn't say it's all correct uh, or uh, right, but on the other hand, uh, we need to work with Russia, uh, and they are more conducive to working with us now, with po- with Putin and Trump, and we'll see what comes out of their meeting uh, uh, definitively, especially about Syria.
1: The uh, last question I have for you, because I know you still keep in touch with uh... Uh, people that are in in the military Uh, the the readiness and the status of our forces Uh, you know that the uh, under the last administration climate change has been the guiding principle inside of our military you've had these social experiments that have been going on inside of our military you know about the cut in spending about uh, our aircraft and our ships having to cannibalize parts just to remain effective and only half of our forces are effective Uh, Is there a turnaround there that you've been hearing about now that, again, now that there's been a change at the top?
0: Yeah, there's a tremendous turnaround in three areas. First of all, General Mattis, uh, they're not going to do social engineering anymore. The only big remaining issue there is the transgender situation, and that's being discussed now. But the second major thing is that President Trump and the White House have given the regional commanders uh, the authority to do what they have to do in their area of operation. So he's uh, taken out uh, the uh, direction of everything from the White House when it comes to military operations like in the Middle East or and other areas, uh, or South Korea, for example. Uh, third is the morale is uh, uh, increasing and becoming very, very positive in the military from the input I'm getting. They're glad to see we have a very positive leader Uh, In the White House now, as well as the Department of Defense and the Secretary of State, where the military works, you know, around the world with our State Department in some areas. So it's all very positive. There's a lot more to do to, uh, drain the swamp, uh, <laughs> in the Pentagon. But <laughs> nice
1: <laughs> job. Hey, in hey, mind. um, uh, general, I, I, gotta, I gotta scoot him up against the clock here. Major general sure. Paul sure. Valilee, everybody. Uh, uh, one of our, one of our go-to guys when we want to talk about, uh, mil- U S military concerns, U S army retired. Uh, and he is a spokesperson for the special operations obstacle education fund general. Have a great weekend, sir. Thanks for being here on the Salcedo show.
0: Thank you, Chris.